So for me, I define resiliency and I don't know if other people feel the same way, but I define resiliency as the ability to use what I know, build confidence, learn from what not what, what didn't go well, give grace, and then start over again. Um, so that you're not constantly wasting energy on um, being super frustrated over something that you might not have had any control over. There's also a piece of proactivity in resili resiliency where you can kind of look ahead or tap into previous experiences of yourself or previous, previous experiences of others, which is really what we started to do in the pandemic. All right, uh, great episode today. I've heard about this thing, this main topic that we're gonna talk about since I was a PT student. So I don't know why it took me so long to actually record an episode about it. I don't know, we get around to things. Uh, we're talking about LAMP, and that is a program from the Academy of Leadership and Innovation, formerly HBA The Catalyst. And I'm gonna let our guest describe what it's about. I'm gonna let her go into the nooks and crannies. And really it's not even just about, it's not about the program. It's never about the program, right? It's about what do people get or become when they go through this program, right? Cause you're the main character in your life, in your movie, and I'm the main character in mine. What does this do to characters when they go through it? And we're talking specifically PTs, but also some other healthcare professionals go through this LAMP program. So that's what, that's what we look at. We're not just looking at the program, it's the parts. And really overall leadership, because that's really what LAMP is one of its main focuses. So uh, take a listen to this. Do want to say thanks to our friends at uh, jacksontherapy.com, providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. Jackson Therapy Partners, find them online, jacksontherapy.com. Uh, I also want to say thank you to our friends at MW Therapy. Consistently delivering a modern all-in-one outpatient PT EMR with the built-in patient portal, marketing automation, and billing features you want at a great value. Great value. You need it. Clinic deserves it. Check them out at mwmwtherapy.com, where switching your EMR is easy. And uh, this is something relatively new in the last couple of years, and the idea is remote therapeutic monitoring. You've heard about it, and you might have been like, I don't know. I'll get to it when I get to it like me, finally doing the LAMP ex uh, episode. But what if you could get to it sooner and what if it did bring your clinic or your practice value? What if it added $290 per patient per quarter? Yeah, that would, that would help. Well, remote therapeutic monitoring can do that and Physiotech can make that simple. They can walk you right through it so it's not overwhelming and you can get to it and through it faster. Uh, find out how and get started with remote therapeutic monitoring at physiotech.ca. That's physiotech.ca. Uh, let's get into LAMP with Carrie. And three, two, one. Carrie Dickinson is here. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. We get the tough questions out of the way first. Okay. Hardest question of the whole episode. I like to set my guests up for success. What are we drinking today? Sauvignon Blanc. All right. What kind? What do you got? You fancy? Like you know the bottle? I just picked what's twelve dollars to be honest. That's I, it's Josh. Josh is great. Josh, uh, is I like great. Scarborough. I like Barefoot because they're all like eight, twelve, fifteen dollars. You can't go wrong. I'm doing a vodka soda because it's in the nice. and I got my doctor of physical therapy uh, Yeti uh, cooler. So cheers to you, Carrie. That's fantastic. Cheers. Thank you. That's it. That's the hardest thing you're gonna get the whole episode. We're sailing from here. 
smooth sailing from here. All right, so 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 ballpark, so people have context, because we're going to talk about something that's a little bit different in PT. When I found out about what we're going to talk about, it felt like this like little hidden thing within the profession that if you knew about it, people go, oh, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do LAMP. And I was like, what, what, what are we talking about? We're talking in code. Before we dig into LAMP, let's get some background on you. Like when someone says, who are you? What do you do? You know, what do you do You know, in your regular day? Like tell us about it. Uh, so I am also a physical therapist. I am currently, my role is a senior director of rehab services at a small to medium-sized community-based hospital. Um, I live in uh, Massachusetts, a town called Franklin, about 20 minutes away from um, Foxborough Stadium where the Patriots play. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, married for tw- almost 26 years, 23-year-old, 19-year-old. Um, wow. Kind of a new empty nester. So You're going yeah. all in. I like that. Going all in. All right. Um, perfect. So that, that frames it up. You also do something else within the profession. You do something a little bit different. Um, yes. Something within the Academy of Leadership and Innovation, which we want to say thank you to. We're recording this in June, but just a couple months ago, we did uh, we put on an event at, uh, at CSM called Party with a Purpose and ALI, Academy of Leadership and Innovation, just, I mean, instrumental in leading that, not only helping us fund it because parties need money, uh, but helping me like sort of create, you know, help people understand that. So uh, thanks again to the team at the Academy, but there's something within, within we'll call it HPA the Catalyst because that's that used to be what people might right. know the Academy of Leadership Innovation as, right. as and now it's called ALI. Mm-hmm. which is the Academy of Leadership and Innovation. Very mm-hmm. innovative, right? Yep. So the L in ALI, um, leadership, you guys have, there's a program there that you get to instruct. So let's go big to small. When someone asks, what's LAMP? How do you answer? So the way that I answer it is that we are a committee. Committee. We have the Institute for Leadership and we have the School of Management. I am in, um, uh, in the leadership committee part and we really focus on educating um, rehab professionals all across the spectrum. So not just physical therapists on the core pieces of what leadership means. So what does leadership mean? I mean, I don't what want to go too deep that. Yeah, like how do you define it, right? Right. And I, I feel like um, that's something that you kind of get to do as an individual, right? In our profession, I really feel like we are all leaders from the get-go as soon as we hit the ground running, right, to that first patient till the time that we leave the clinic, right? So we kind of define leadership not necessarily as a titled role, um, but you as an individual. So, um, and... The the leadership really starts with you. So our first course 101 starts, uh, it's called the Catalyst Within. So we really dive deep into you kind of taking the time to learning more about yourself. And then we have a 201, which is how you apply those tactics and core values into leading a team or leading your patients further through their care. And then there's 301 as well. There's a 301 project. It's an individually driven project. So this piece, uh, people tend to get um, a little bit I, I, confused is not necessarily the right word, but it's a self-driven project where you use the information and that you learned in 101 and 201 and apply them 
um, in the real world. And then you put together a little PowerPoint presentation to kind of show what it is, uh, how you implemented those. Techniques. So like, like a capstone almost like, Hey, listen, yeah. you, learn, you learn some stuff in two classes. Like now it's time right. to like go do and or sort of like, I don't know. I always liked projects in college. That's probably why I was a comms major. Cause it was like project after project, which is like, we learned some stuff and I always liked being able to, I don't know, flex the muscle or show it off. Right. Exactly. We want to show, we want you to be able to show us that you're, you've, you're using the, the tools in real life. Right. Um, we like to start with the end in mind, especially in PT, like make sure we have a goal. So what's, what's a great lamp experience look like? Someone walks in, they're all different, right? People come to the lamp right. for different reasons. Yep. yep. And their output's going to look different, but what, how would you describe like, yeah, you had a good experience here because you're able to, or you're now enabled to, or you went from something to something like, what's a good outcome look? Or how would you describe a really great graduate of the program? Oh my goodness. That's such a great question. So if I could speak for my, myself, my yeah, own personal yeah, we'll experiences. Yeah. So um, I went to LAMP in, um, 2019 in Washington, D.C. at CSM. And I went as a charter from my VP at the time. He asked all of his direct reports to take some type of leadership course. Um, so I went in with an open mind. Um, I had heard about the program, but kind of just like you said, kind of like, what is this that I'm right. doing? Right. Um, and within, I have to tell you, Jimmy, with by lunchtime, I was like, I am all in on this. I want these people in my life all the time. I need to be a part of oh. this. So for me, it is going in with an open mind and knowing that you're going to be doing a lot of self-work, um, figuring out how you communicate, um, where you might have some opportunities to improve in your self-awareness. Um, being able to then dive a little bit deeper into how you work through conflict, where where your defaults are, um, and then how all of that applies to um, resiliency, um, and really kind of putting that whole picture together and being able to create a development plan afterwards. That's that's where the money where the money shot is. So you know you've had a great one-on-one -on -one experience when you leave the day exhausted <laughs> that's how you know you've done the work yeah um well i i didn't want to skip over that's kind of a cool prompt from a vp to say hey go take a go take some leadership training yeah so at the time he had had some fairly new-ish uh, leaders and managers, um, you know, nursing, he's of a, he was of a nursing background. So there's a ton of leadership programs for nurses. Right. So I think that's kind of where he was coming from. Um, and, you know, he wanted us to find things that were, that were within our realm. Um, and that's why, I mean, you kind of had to really, really look for it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to him for recommending it because I really, kind of like, yeah, yeah. It kind of launched me forward big time. And I'm kind of, um, I don't know if fascinated, but I'm, I'm definitely like, I think leadership is definitely like interesting. Um, especially with how organizations PT or otherwise are structured, you do a job well, and then you get promoted. Right. And if you keep getting promoted, eventually you get put in charge of people. And now you're a leader. Right except leadership, as you said, it's not a, it's not a position. 
right? It's an action or it's an idea or it's, yeah. you know, and, and, and what happens, and I forget the name of this phenomenon, but I've, I'm pretty sure all of us have experienced it, is someone gets elevated until they're not good at that job and then they just stay there because they, they were good at all the jobs leading up to it. Now they're a leader, but unless they were done what your VP had done, which is, hey, we're going to give you some leadership training because we just put you in a position where leadership might be a great tool to have. If you didn't give the person that tool, you can't be all too shocked if they don't do well. Right, exactly. And you don't know what you don't know either. You don't, right? know, what you don't, know. You don't know what you don't know. Um, so that was pretty forward thinking. Um, talk to me about a moment when you were taking LAMP. You said by new, by lunch, you were like, I want these people in my life. Like, mm -hmm. right. You said that it's a good experience if they go away exhausted. Tell me about something that made you uncomfortable to do, but then maybe after it, you were like, gosh, I'm, you know, I know I was sweating and I was having a physiological response. I didn't like it. It made me feel uncomfortable. But afterward, you were like, gosh, I'm really glad that happened because I'm better for it. Is there anything that comes to mind when I sort of pitch that any part of the course? Yeah. So kind of when we start to do a little bit of a deep dive or grave at this uh, kind of scratch at the surface of self-awareness, right? We all want to really kind of feel like we're evolved individuals in that in that kind of category. And when you break it up into the four buckets, um, you don't ever want to take an assessment and find that you're lacking in something right. that's really, really important, right? So that that piece can be really uncomfortable and was a little uncomfortable for me. But if you again approach it with approach it with that open mind and see it as an opportunity, you're just you're just going to get so much more out of it. So that was definitely uncomfortable. I like um, like quizzes and paradigms and things like. So what are the four buckets that fe that feels like a thing, like a tool or something? Yeah. So that actually comes from uh, Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits. Nice. Oh. Yeah. So oh. It, it, emotional emotional intelligence. So there's the the um, quotients there. So you've got physical, social, self, um, physical, social, self, and oh, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. I might have to look it up. Um, emo emotional. So emotional, Spirit. physical, self, spiritual and spirit spiritual that's it spiritual it's a podcast they can't even see the fact that i just googled it. it's okay <laughs> but i read that i read that book a couple times i don't remember that but i mean oh. we all remember what we want to remember right we don't know what we right. don't know we can't remember what right we right so maybe maybe it's a branch off of uh stephen covey's um emotional intelligence yeah for is it four <laughs> dimensions of habit that showed up. Maybe. I'm not going to remember which habit it is. I, I, I got to really, reread the book. Really I like number two because it's easy to remember. It's start with the end of mind. Start with the end of mind. And we actually talk about that too when we're uh, paving your path. I don't remember the other seven or yeah. the other six. I know yeah, I don't, I'm not going to remember the order. Do it. I'm just no. going to remember where they are. Yeah. So hold on a second. So you took this in 2019 and now it's yeah. 2023 and you're already an instructor for this? Like you liked it that much? You're like, not only am I a graduate, I'm going to be a teacher for this. What made <laughs> you jump that and be like, I want in, I'm going to go elbow deep? I don't, I honestly do not know what made me go that fast. I really <laughs> truly don't. It, it, cause this is not, this is not something that I ever imagined or pictured myself doing. Um, right. So, it was uh, very much outside my comfort zone. 
Um, but again, that, that internal connection that I had to the material that we're teaching, I really felt like to even stay, I wanted, I wanted to share it with as many people as I possibly could, but also for me, staying connected to it in the teaching method was going to help keep me, um, sharp, sharp and honest and authentic to what it was that I was trying to do as a, in a formal leadership role. Less the thing, right? See one, do one, teach one. And if you keep teaching it, you have to like, okay, I have to sharpen this ax because I actually have to use that. I mean, that's exactly, exactly. Who makes, what would make a good candidate for someone going through lamp, right? Like what are some things like, you know, people, it's going to be varied because you said different disciplines, different types of people, different roles, they're all different, but what are some things they, you know, if someone's out there like this sounds cool, how would they do a quick self-assessment? Like, yeah, no, you're, you're a good candidate or this would be good for you if blank. To just to take the course. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I feel like we're all good candidates for it. I mean, this is all, um, it's all things that we all need to know in our daily lives, communication, conflict resolution, um, you know, so I, I think we're all good candidates. Yeah. Um, what should they expect to be to, I always like to tell people, you know, everybody's the main character in their own movie, yes. right? We all are. Yep. So we are, we're always going from something to something. That's the idea. Yep. Yep. Um, when someone shows up to them, what, what's their, what should their goal? Like, what are you, imp- you're like Yoda. Okay. So you're going to help them become a Jedi of lamp. Um, what does a good candidate afterwards look like? And I'm purposefully, I mean, it's all going to be different, but I want to find the commonalities is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I think the commonalities are being able to implement and, um, and improve upon some of those self-assessment scores that um, we do. We unfortunately don't have the emotional intelligence um, self-assessment anymore. We're looking for kind of a new one to take its place. Um, but the, we do uh, conflict, resolu- conflict resolution styles. We talk about pieces of um, communication. So being able to implement those and being able to connect to the fact that the only person you have control over is you and, and how you act in a, any given situation um, I'm not sure that I'm answering your question now. I don't think you're answering it wrong. No. Okay. So, um, that's kind of what you're going to get out of it. It didn't be able to implement into it. So a lot of things that we've heard after 101, people have said, you know, I've been really thinking about moving into a supervisory role, or I'm thinking about moving into management, or I really want to even potentially move outside of clinical practice and into something else, this this foundational information in 101 has really shown me that this is actually where I really want to go, where I really want to be. And it's given me the the, the strength to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what we're striving for. But that works a little bit different for each and every one of us. Right. And the things that we're providing in 101 specifically are things that you can use everywhere. You can use them with your family. They're great practice. Um, well, like, right. give me some, give me like some like Jedi mind trick or lessons or things that 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 someone could learn in the next five minutes or like teach me a mini part of it, right? So one of the best examples that I gave, I I like to give, or I I think it's a great example is um, back when my kids were younger. I my specifically when my daughter was sixteen. Um, I was the active listening piece that we go into in communication, right? So 
and, you know, with a typical 16 year old girl, it's all the, um, you're not listening to me. And, it, you know, so because we, we want to fix it. We're parents, we're healthcare professionals. There's a problem. We want to fix it. So being able to practice the skill of being quiet and just listening to the person in front of you empathetically, not just doing the um, physical motions of nodding the head and whatnot, but really, really absorbing what the person is to um, is saying and listening to listen and not listen to reply um, is is a really good way to practice that. So with people with your family, because so many times, I mean, how many times have you been talking to somebody and you're hearing what they're saying and you're like, you want to jump in, um, not necessarily to correct or refute what they're saying, but you want to be a part of the conversation. Maybe you don't agree with what it is that they're saying, but being able to put the brakes on and just be quiet and listen to what's being said, that's, um, I guess the best Yoda advice I could give. That is really good Yoda advice. I mean, and it's, it's hard. It, it is hard. Um, and obviously like, you know, most of the audience knows my, my background and I always tend to look at things through a, a lens of communication. It's hard for me. I can't undo that. That's just, yeah. it was my job before PT it was sort of my personality my whole life. And I'm just always intrigued by it. And do you, do you ever see the movie fight club? Yep. So there was a line from fight club where she said and she was using it in context of why she used to go to like support groups she would go to support groups so people would listen to her i mean it was yeah. such a if you read that book or watch the movie again you're like oh it was more than brad pitt fighting like it was some some deep stuff there and ed norton's character is talking to her and she says when people think you're dying they really listen to what you're saying and they're not just waiting for their turn to talk and i'm like whoa i, I, mean, I think when i saw that i was like 23 and I was there for the fighting and the whatever. And then the third or fourth time you see that or listen to that and you're like, how many conversations have I been in there where I've missed opportunities? Not because I wasn't smart enough, didn't respond fast enough, but because I didn't listen and I responded. I sat there listening for my turn to talk. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, look what I do. I, I interview people and I tell people all the time, you, you included before we hit record. Yeah. I'm like, I need to be palatable enough for the audience not to hate the host. <laughs> and my job really is to make you the guest. I mean, look at even those two words we use in regular interviewing, like interviews. Well, Jimmy hosts the show, mm -hmm. right? Well, change host to like if you were at my house. That's different. Can I get you anything? Restroom is down here. Can I make you comfortable, right? You're hosting. And my job is to make you feel at home, right? And when you look at an interaction like a podcast, or a leadership opportunity, you have a guest or you have someone that you're there to serve, right? Like if you, right. I like leadership to look at, it's like, you don't work for me if I'm your boss. I work for I you. I work for you, I exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna empower you, right? Yep. Um, and my job as a host in, a, in this podcast example is I need you to be comfortable enough that you're caring. I, if, if I do that, that's all I have to do. Cause right. you know about LAMP. I don't. So right. I now my job maybe to be do a little research and ask yourself what might the audience want to know about those things, and then ask those questions. Hold on, and shut up so she can answer. <laughs> yeah, and I love I love what you just said about. Um, I mean, being in a formal leadership role or when you're face to face um, with one of your patients, you are the host of that hour, half hour, or whatever it is, or. 
um, in a group setting within within your team. You are the host of the team. Um, Amy Lafko, longtime LAMP committee yeah, person, yeah, faculty it. member, uses, um, uh, she terms when she was in a formal leadership role, the people that she supports. And when she heard, when I heard her say those words in my LAMP 101, I immediately started using that phrase. I totally stole it from her. Thanks, Amy. Um, with with my people, you are the people of support. When I would speak about my department in other um, meetings, the people that I support in rehab services. So it wasn't, I got away from my department, right? right, And changed it to the people that I support because it is really about the people that are doing the work. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a couple hours away from, I play on two different beer league hockey teams. This is what I do now. I am a middle-aged 40-year-old dude, right? <laughs> and I think about it in terms of hockey. Now, we don't have a coach because it's just a bunch of dudes in their 30s and 40s playing high and 50s playing hockey, right? But if you look at a team, the guy in the suit on an NHL team behind the bench is the coach, right? He doesn't shoot, doesn't yeah. block shots, doesn't save anything. He doesn't even put skates on. He wears a suit, but he works for them. Right. He yep. it's his job to get the most out of. And if I feel like if you go into a situation and you look at it backwards, um, it's not gonna work. No. It's definitely not gonna work as well. And you're gonna wonder, am I bad at this? And being smart at a job, I mean, leadership's the job. Leadership's the job. What what's a great compliment that people have given you uh as an instructor watching someone go through lamp? Oh gosh. Um, I think the there are a couple that have st uh, stood out to me um, and some of them are, you know, hearing now I know what it is that I want to do. Um, another one was you made me feel, uh, you made me feel so comfortable in being able to be vulnerable um, and sharing a story. So there's a piece in LAMP where we go through some resilient resiliency and we prompt people to remember a time that was really challenging and how, how it kind of felt to get through that. Um, so hearing people uh, or seeing people get a little bit emotional. Um, I've even heard uh, a couple people compliment and say, thank you. I now I now I know I need to leave my current position um, really? or or environment um, because it's not the right fit for me. So, I mean, that's that's not necessarily directly complimentary to me as an individual faculty. It's more complimentary complimentary to the, the, program. the, the program. And I, I think that's where the where the focus really should be. I just got this. I got to see who sent this to me. Rebecca Griffith, who hope who is is an amazing physical therapist and hosts uh, a show on our network called PT in the ED. So she works in emergency department. So there needs to be some leadership there because that's, yeah. that's a really stressful environment, right? Yes. She yeah. just sent me this. Cause like we have powwows every, you know, couple of weeks where we just get together and just like, there's not even an agenda half the time. So it's just yeah. like convo. Maybe we have wine like you do. She yeah. just sent this to me two hours ago. I'm going to hold it up for the screen. If you're watching the live stream, knowing when to leave is so important. The party, the job, the relationship. And man, does that, I mean, those two things, the party, the job, the relationship, we've all probably, 
I mean, myself included, definitely been in one of those things or all of those things yep. that you needed to know when to leave. Right. But the way to do that is, I'm, I mean, it sounds like LAMP 101 is very much about the self. It is 100. How, you, how are you going to, you know? Yep. 100% about self. And we do, um, we talk about that right from the very beginning um, that this is, this is about you. Like you, we even say things like you're going to think about other people when we're talking about certain topics and whatnot, but we want you to change that direction and put it inward and how you um, are working through communication and whatnot, because it's, it's, it's all about you. You can't, um, you can't move forward until you know how you are. Yeah. I hated self when I was in PT school, hated self-reflection. Yeah, me too. And I do it more now than ever. Oh yeah. All but, the time. I mean, PT school for me was not the place to do it. I was so busy. I couldn't breathe. Right. You wanted me to stop and think for a minute. <laughs> I ain't that kind of thing I got to do. Right. How funny is that is, is the thing you resist is typically, and I'm speaking for me. I'll, yeah. Keep in mind, whenever I make generalizations, I'm talking about me. I get the it. The thing that I resist is typically the thing I probably need the most. Right. 100%. You have, to, you have to be really honest about that. And I mean, you, you know, which is hard, right? Because it like is hard. Like, it's like you take an yeah. assessment and you're like, I might be bad at one of these. Yes. <laughs> but then we've all done this, right? Like yeah. you, you go to take a, like an assessment and you're thinking, you're like, this isn't going well. I better start answering so I can get a better score, not a truthful score. Right. Like, what's this question really asking me? I think it's asking me this, and I know that this is going to get me a really good score, so I'm going to circle this one. Yeah. Correct. And so if we, you can, if you can trick the assessment like that, it's not really a good assessment. Correct. <laughs> right. What, what is that? The assessment, the test fails to be a test when the test doesn't test what it's testing. I don't know. There's a saying out there, and I can't remember. But it's like oh, yeah. when the, when the when the assessment is now when you're gaming okay. the system. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're missing the point, man. Great. You got, kind of 80, bias. you got an 87 <laughs> on a test that you know you you lied on, but like yeah. so now you can't do, you don't know what to work on because you lied. Right. Exactly. You got to work on vulnerability then because that's exactly. the, thing you're the exact opposite of self-awareness. Correct. <laughs> like I need other people to think I'm good. I don't want to fail this thing. It's not right. about failing. Right. Yeah. But like I do a lot more of that now than I ever did. I do work with the Academy of Orthopedic PT and I think Jimmy at 28, or Jimmy at 38 or Jimmy now, it'd be different Jimmy's. Like at 28, I would if something didn't go right, I'd be like, that's because they're bad at it. They're not listening. They're not, they're not good enough. Yep. And then Jimmy now is very much like, did I not communicate that well? Let's go backward. Let me check my email. How did I do that? What did I did I follow up? That you know, super easy to blame somebody else. And it's quick. Look, I just blamed you. It's done. You're the reason. I'm done. I am now absolved. But we haven't moved forward. Great. So now you feel bad. I know that I just I just pawned it off on you. Great. We've gone nowhere. We've learned nothing. Right. Right. But and I, I think it's I think it's cyclical too, right? Like we're all gonna we're all gonna have days where we fall back to old habits or totally. um we get triggered. We're emotional beings, right? It's never it's never gonna be one hundred percent. It's it it's constant evolution falling backwards and then doing better the next day right so i think um have having the ability to give yourself grace can just kind of further help evolve that resiliency piece because if you're constantly um putting blame even putting blame on yourself putting blame on others 
you're gonna get real freaking tired. Probably part of my language. Can I say those words on a podcast? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? If you're constantly like blaming that person, blaming yourself, blaming that you're never able to um, revert back um, and celebrate the small wins, like what went well, um, you know, tapping into that resiliency so that you can move, move forward and do it right the next time, figure out what worked well. Resiliency, I feel like, wasn't really a thing people talked about until the last couple of years. Until COVID, really. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? You're right. It yeah. really wasn't. So yeah. how, how do you, you know, we're talking about leadership. That's like the crux of, of LAMP. But like, talk to me about like, how do you define, how did, how, how do you or how does the, the, the course or if it's different or the same define um, resiliency? So we define, we in LAMP 101, they've been talking about resiliency for a, a long time. I just think it's been um, a nice uh, breath of fresh air that we're now talking about something that people are a little bit more in tune with since yeah. COVID, for it sure. Um, so for me, I define resiliency and I don't know if other people feel the same way, but I define resiliency as the ability to use what I know, build confidence, learn from what not what what didn't go well, give grace, and then start over again. Um, so that you're not constantly wasting energy on um, being super frustrated over something that you might not have had any control over. There's also a piece of proactivity in resili resiliency where you can kind of look ahead or tap into previous experiences of yourself or previous previous experiences of others, which is really what we started to do in the pandemic, if you can remember, right? Like what worked, what didn't work, how can we move forward? Um, the biggest piece also is reflection. Um, giving your brain time to um, review and then let go. And I think it's the let go piece that we tend to fall short on as human beings, right? Yeah. We, we experience something, we put the lid on it, and then we put it in our brain and never go back to revisit it, right? So it just kind of sits there and festers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the last three years that yeah. that word started to get more and more attention or that concept started to get more and more attention because I think we sense that everybody's going through something. I mean, I think Robin, I love quotes. Robin Williams said, Everybody, every single person you meet is going through something. So mm. if you, you know, he said something like, if you want to, so be kind. Because you right. don't, essentially, he was saying, like, you don't know what that, there, we're all doing something, man. There's some, right. I mean, look at like his life, right? Funny yeah. guy. Yeah. And he was going through stuff that people could not imagine. Look how happy he is. It's like, right. You, I mean, how poignant of a quote for someone who had such a tragic end, right? Where right. it's, it, it, it really, or like exemplified how important that is. Like every single person you meet is going through something. So what are yeah. we supposed to do about it? The idea is let's arm people with tools that they can process these things. Exactly. So it's not like I'm born. I'm I was born more resilient than others. Might have been, but this is a talent. You can. Or sorry, this is a skill. You can build. It's a skill. It. You can grow on it. You can strengthen it. Resiliency is a muscle. We we talk about that as well. You can actually yeah. strengthen it by tapping into paying attention to those. Um, cylinders like we talked about through energy management and things like that. 
Yeah, don't mistake being busy for being productive. Right. Right. I am yes. like I fall into that unless I'm like, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> I'm burning a lot of mental calories right now, but I don't I am am I getting closer to anything? Like, yep. no. All right, take it, walk, go outside for 10 minutes, come back in and be ready to go. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Um, so let's get like this is this is now nuts and bolts. How often is lamp given? Like how long is each course? Where do people take them? Yada yada. Like, what's the physics of lamp? So the physics of LAMP, typically what happens is an institution or a chapter within the APTA will reach out to us to, to schedule a course um, and we go to the facility or wherever the chapter is going to host, host the program. Um, you can find us on the Ally website. Um, it, you know, we tend to do 12 courses a year plus CSM. Um, so it, you know, it's and we obviously avoid the summer months because it's hard to get people to attend uh, courses yeah. during the summer months. Um, it is a weekend long program. So yet two days. Yep. Saturday and Sunday, typically at CSM, we're at pre-con. So whatever, I guess it's Tuesday and Wednesday um, before CSM. That's kind and of we, we host both 101 and 201 at CSM. So they're both there. And then you said 301 sort of like your capstone self-paced let's flex that muscle that you just sort of didn't know you had or or started to master exactly cool what didn't i you know what i used to think this was a lazy question someone actually told me i think it's a lazy question and i don't think it is my next question is is there anything i didn't ask about lamp that you'd want people to know about it if they're still listening 30 minutes into this conversation they're like huh is there anything i didn't ask that would that you're like you know i always see someone where I was like, I call it the eyebrow test. Yeah. When you, when you say something to someone and they go, Ooh, it's like, Ooh, whatever that was, I should probably bring that up earlier in the conversation. So is there anything that, 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 that gives people the eyebrow test or makes them pass the eyebrow test about lamp that I didn't get a chance to ask? Well, I want to, I want to want to let everybody know that we are more than teaching classes. We are a committee as well. Um, what does that mean? It, we have a committee of, I think it's about 25. We did a huge amount of growth right after the pandemic. Um, so we are a committee that really focuses on content. Um, within the APTA, we're trying, we have a whole strategic plan within the academy and within the APTA to try and um, bring everybody together so that everybody's getting the same information. There's also LAMP management that focuses on the management piece um, you know, there's management and there's leadership. Not one is better than the other, but huh. if you're in a in a particular role that requires both, it's a also a great program to have. The management people have put together a bigger certification for a therapist. They're calling it a therapist executive certification program, which is going going to be launched at CSM in February. So that's super exciting. Some of our lamp committee, including myself, were subject matter aspect experts for the leadership portion of the management certification. So um, yeah, we've got a lot going on. We were doing some work on DEI initiatives as well to make sure that we're um, staying relative, uh, relevant. And yeah, I had a conversation not long ago with somebody on a, on a state, APTA state chapter DEI committee. And I said, this was the buzzword two years ago 
How yeah. do we make sure it doesn't fade away like a buzzword does, right? right? How do you make sure right. everybody raise their hand and say, this is important. Uh, we're checking the receipts, man. Like yeah. coming back two, three, five, seven, ten 10 years later going, you, are, you, are you still living those things that you said you would? Because if you're right. not, that feels right. critical. Right. Yeah. We want to make sure that we're when we're when we're talking about those those super important things like DEI, that it is in every single piece of the conversation that we're talking about, just not one individual module. So I think that's kind of the approach that we're that we're taking. Yeah. It's like leadership. It's not a department. Right. Communication is not a department. No. Creativity is not a department. These are things. So diversity, yeah. equity, inclusion cannot be a department. It needs to be everywhere. It needs it's to be everywhere. It's not going. You know, it's not going everywhere it needs to be exactly um all right so we we knocked out there's nothing i didn't ask i want to make sure i don't i don't think so this was super fun for me so you can always have it, another you can always have another drink i never say no we hang out um we have a, a a section of the show called three questions are you ready to do three questions sure let Let's me do it, it. All right, three questions on the show is brought to you by our friends at ATI Physical Therapy. Uh, one of the leaders in clinical research within the profession of physical therapy is ATI, with more than 900 of their clinics placing in the 100th percentile in CMS's merit-based incentive program for the second consecutive year. If you want to join their team and jumpstart your new career, hit ATIPT.com. Uh, the first question on three questions is, if you are a boss of many would you want them to fear you or love you? If you were a boss of many, would you want them to fear you or love you? I thought this one was good. I did shuffle my question deck, but this one came up and I was like, we're talking lamp. This feels leadershipy. Would you rather fear or love? Yeah, so the snarky, you know what, I mean, wants to say, depends on the day or morning. <laughs> you, listen, snark is approved on this show. You can snark it all you want. I always tell people I've got two personalities now. This one I'll call Lampy. This one I'll call the, my Carrie. true default system. Okay. I don't okay. know. And Lampy usually goes, shh. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, love, love me. Yeah, it's a little longer. Sure. It's a little, you know, you earn it, right? right. Fear, fear works for a little while. Fear works for a little while. And I, yeah. I think that there's probably recently just... Um, promoted and um, gathered a new team. And I heard through somebody that they, some room was like, oh, she's really tough. And I was like, I have never heard those words ever. Really? So it's all perception. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Um, second question on three questions. What is a memorable question that you were asked while you were in the Miss Massachusetts scholarship pageant. Do you remember any of the questions? Do they do, it's questions, right? They do them on stage and you gotta like snap an answer. Do you remember any of those in questions? Oh God, I, that was literally half a lifetime ago, man. Um, I might be having some PTSD right or, now. Or even, I mean, you must prepare for those. They must like do like preparation. Do any of them that like come up that you practiced answers? You must have some like answers like prepared or at least structured in your brain. I'm always oh, curious yeah. how those things, how you prepared for those things. So usually when you're on stage um, it, or back, I mean, things have changed a long time ago because I'm like literally saying this was like 25 years ago, 20, right. nope, nope, eight, nine, like, like a really long time ago. Um, 
they would ask you a question about your platform. So uh, like we all had a platform that we would be advocates for. Right. And so there was pro it was probably a question revolving my platform, which at the time was called mainstreaming kids into normal classrooms. Got it. Normal, normal classrooms. Using air quotes on a podcast. I've got to uh, make sure the audience knows that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, side question, this doesn't count as the third question is okay. how was that experience? What did you take away from like doing those pageant scholarship contests that like, you know, empowered you with something that you took further in your life? So that's, that's a really good question. So um, I, I uh, started at the local level without any intention of actually winning. What were you? Um, Little Miss what? Little Miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I'm actually only five feet tall, so that's actually appropriate. Um, <laughs> uh, I was Miss Greater Attleboro. Yeah, all right. Um, and then that went on to Miss Massachusetts. And for me, I really feel like <laughs> the pageant was more of an episode of like, which one of these things is not like the other? Really? <laughs> this girl. <laughs> you know, it's like five eight, five eight, five eight. Carrie, five eight, five eight, five eight. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but no, from a from a learning experience, it was um, it was it was a really good experience. Um, kind of launching me into um, being a little bit more self-sufficient. Um, the interview was really, really tough. There's a, you're interviewed by a panel. That was that was really tough. It was very much. Sure, um, I cannot eight, be. Yeah, yeah, Easy. it was it was tough, and it, it was very much outside of my realm. I was not a pageant girl. I did not grow up in pageants like a lot of the con other contestants did. Um, so it was a little. Uh, I don't want to say humbling isn't the right word. Um, I, I I guess humbling is the only thing that I can. Um, it feels like if we draw from the rest of the ep like the things we've talked about, it feels like a little bit of like forced resiliency or like a good a good trial by fire version of how to build resilience because that can't be easy yeah i mean you're 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 being um literally judged Tested, walking, yeah. walking on a stage and and whatnot i gave me i was super excited to be able to i was a dancer for a very long time so it gave me the opportunity to dance yeah. um so that's kind of what I tapped into. Um, I mean, just absolutely amazing young women, super smart. Harvard, um, it, the, the contestant that won that year was from Harvard. She was absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, it was a- Miss Arizona thing. last year is a physical therapist. I found that out on, these are the things you learn on Instagram. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. I knew that. Third question on three questions. I've got two left. Do you want A or B? I'll let you decide. Uh, a. Wait, what did I do? A or B? A. Um, what's the best present you ever received? What's the best? Doesn't need to be the biggest, the most expensive. Define best however you want. What's the best present you ever received? What do you got? Okay. So I'm gonna get a little cornbally with you. My husband does these occasionally once a week things. He'll do like, here's your Tuesday present. And it will simply be a poured glass of wine waiting for me when I come home from work um, or a, a huge salad made for my lunch. Um, so I don't have to actually make my lunch the next day. Oh, so yeah. those are those are the best presents to me. So sure. uh, we know what love language you are, your acts of service. 
right? Or I, gift. I guess so. Well, yeah. I, that feels like I think service. it's like, I feel like that's more service. Versus I think that's service, more service, sure. right? Yeah. It's not like a thing. For yeah. a second there, when you said I'm going to go full cornball, and then you're like, my husband. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can't wait to make sure he listens to this episode. Then you're like, <laughs> but then continued, you and my husband, I thought he was going to be the gift, right? The president. But you're like, he does these things. But Again, that depends on the day. Those are cornball, but I've actually used uh, love languages um, in in like communications consulting before. And when people are talking about like, this person doesn't hear me or I don't feel appreciated. And the person saying, I don't understand why you don't, um, you don't feel appreciated. I bought, we give you stuff all the time. If, the, if that's not the person's love language, it's like, that's nice, but they don't care. No. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather you say, hey, you know what? Next Thursday, don't come, you know, take a day off. Like that's an act, you know, that's a different thing. So yeah. un, I mean, this is where I always start with know your audience. That's right. rule one in communications. Who am I talking I, to? Yes. Yes. 100%. I'm going to talk differently to my best friend, Brian, than I am for my grandmother. We're going to talk, I'm going to talk differently. We're going to talk about different things. Uh, there's, it's, everything changes when you change that first, who am I talking to? Right. Right. Yeah. That taps right. into that situational awareness, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah very situationally aware. All yeah. right. That's three questions. You're off the hot seat. Uh, three questions. <laughs> Again, brought to you by our friends at uh, ATI. Visit them at ATIPT.com. Uh, Carrie, last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. <laughs> So much drama and buildup with that music right there. Amazing. All right, Parting Shop brought to you by our friends at the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Uh, their leading uh, course, as we're talking about LAMP from ALI, Current Concepts. If you're trying to level up or try to improve your orthopedic knowledge, Current Concepts of Orthopedic PT, and it's fifth edition, available now at orthopt.org. I tell people it's like the perfect roadmap from wherever you are like maybe starting that OCS exam, maybe you want to do that. That's what Current Concepts is for. Again, orthopt.org. So, Kerry, parting shot. Mic drop moment, soapbox statement. You can say something that you've said previous in the episode or you can do something new, but what would you want to leave the audience with, with as we wrap up? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So um, for everyone out there looking for a new venture, whether it's self-improvement, improving your clinical outcomes from a relationship ex um, point with your patients, really consider joining us for LAMP 101, 201, and 301 to get that certificate. You will not be sorry in what it is that you learn from us and being able to really grasp onto some um, tools to utilize um, throughout your career, your interpersonal relationships. Um, yeah. Um, my final thought is this is something that is important, but likely not touched in PT school. No. At all. I, I mean, that's I don't, not I mean, PT school. Right. Yeah. Like again, I'm old, so I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do I do feel like I mean, I we could talk for hours and hours, but I, I do feel like it'll probably move in that direction. I think people I hope will so. Get, yeah. But isn't um, that great? Is now we're looking maybe maybe that's physical therapy academia as a whole doing some self-reflection and going hey we got some stuff in here that's important or sorry some, some things that are important that aren't in here maybe we need to change 
Yeah, and then that might be us to might be up to us that are in the field to circle back to the universities to say this is this is what we really need to touch on. I got news for you, Carrie. We're it. We're it. We're it. Like, We're it. If, yep. You know, and I think academics, and I'm speaking for academics, like I am one. I'm not. They need it, right? We, yes. That's reflection and feedback. And if it's a closed loop, it doesn't work. And if it's an open loop and there is feedback and there is reflection, it's going to change. And, you know, sometimes people get scared about change, but change is the only constant, right? The only change constant is the only constant. constant. And we talk about that too in 201. Uh, there you go. All right. So uh, in the show notes, you will find, we'll put the link for uh, the Academy of Leadership and Innovation in there and specific re resources and links to LAMP. The next episode, so this is called, this is a four-word tease. This is a ra what radio's DJ, uh, radio DJs do. Uh, coming up in the next episode, which will drop a day or two after this one, we're going to talk to our show producer, who's been producing behind the scenes uh, this podcast, Juliet Dassinger. She went and took LAMP. Were you her instructor? I was one of one of one of the instructors. Of the instructors. Yep. So we're gonna flip it and we're gonna ask, like essentially, hey, how was the experience? We just asked Carrie all these questions from a from a person who took the course, is now an instructor and is kind of intimately involved with it. We're gonna go to the student and and hear from them. I feel like that's the only way to do it. We could do a brochure, but there's that's not three-dimensional. Carrie's three-dimensional. Juliet gonna be very, very three-dimensional. So that is the follow-up episode. So that's what we got. Well, uh, Carrie, thanks so much for the time for doing this. And I mean, it just sounds like LAMP is, uh, is a great resource. It is. It is. It's a literal lifeline. Perfect. All right. Well, they say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. Thank you so much. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.